shirts and some things to take with you. My name is Justin Storff. Again, I'm 32 years old. I'm from Flint, Michigan originally. I attended Howard University. I've been a lifelong sports fan and most uh, notably a lifelong basketball fan. We're just hoping we can kick back, uh, talk some good sports with you guys, give you guys some great insight about some of your favorite teams and hopefully provide some, ins uh, excuse me, provide some, uh, I lost the word I was looking for, provide some uh, value for you guys moving forward. Uh, I'll let Justice pick up and uh, give you a little brief introduction about himself. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Justice. Of course, I'm originally from Flint, Michigan as well. Um, as of the last couple of years, living in Las Vegas. Uh, and um, I'm as well, avid sports basketball junkie, um, NBA basketball, college basketball, just avid junkie. I'm looking to provide you guys with quality intel on the latest headlines, as well as uh, quality picks. Tr try to put a few extra bucks in your pocket. And um, as well as keep you up to date with any trade rumors, um, injuries, uh, upsets and as well as provide you guys with our favorite part of the show, which is the most surprising rookies as well as most surprising players, along with the most disappointing rookies and players. So uh, sit back, go ahead and join us for a couple minutes and um, let's catch a few vibes. Let's do it, guys. All right. I think we'll jump straight into it. The first thing we're going to get into is uh, NBA rankings. Awesome. Awesome. So top 10 then, right? Uh, I guess we're going to go top five Eastern Conference, top five Western Conference, and then we're going to do top five in the NBA right now. So I'll let you start awesome. off with your Eastern Conference picks. You want to go uh, maybe five through one, and we'll, uh, we'll and then I'll go after you. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm on the same uh, bandwagon, I guess you could call it, as everyone else now with Brooklyn Nets. Um, so they're definitely my number one team to, at the moment, win it all. Uh, so I definitely take them number one in the East. Uh, followed up shortly by Philadelphia, who I got, I think, got the MVP of the NBA, at least at halftime right now, uh, with Joel Embiid. And shortly followed by that, I mean, you definitely can't count out the two-time MVP with uh, Giannis and the Bucks, who I think made a huge improvement grabbing Drew Holiday this year. So I think that they'll still be within the mix. Um, and then to round it out with my final two, man, uh, I think you still got to keep the team that made the finals last year with the Heat. I think that they still out to prove a lot of people wrong. I try to make them a hot little pick, a nice, make a solid run within the playoffs. So I think that they could still contend. And my favorite young player in the East is uh, Jason Tatum. So I would have to still keep Boston up. I think they have to make some moves within this uh, trade deadline, but uh I'll keep Boston in there to round so up. So just ranking five. your teams uh, one time for everyone out there. Number five, who do you have? Ah, that was a tough one. I'll go with I'll, – I'll put Boston right there. Now I'll give Miami four. Okay, and then number three? And I'll keep Milwaukee there. And then I'll keep Philadelphia second, and then we'll go – like I said, I think the champs this year will be the Nets. So I'll go number one with New Jersey. Yeah, see, around this time, my phone gets to going crazy. <laughs> uh, so right, basically so something like that. So, okay, that's not, uh, uh, and then you'd be like, uh, and then to wrap out my final pick, I'm going to uh, obviously have Boston as a front runner. Like, okay, that sounds like a solid list. Uh, starting at number five on my list. Yeah, let's see, hear this it. Is why I'm going to have to put, uh, I'm going to have to write because like I got some of my shit writ on paper, but I got some of my shit on this app and with me using my phone, it's going to be kind of, uh, okay. 
See, I just got my phone up on the computer screen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for myself and, and out of the Eastern Conference, uh, if starting at the Eastern Conference, number one, I'm right there with you. Uh, I just feel like Brooklyn with that three-headed monster is going to be extremely difficult to beat them if they have everyone healthy. Uh, you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden all capable of putting up 30 points at any night. Uh, you have James Harden running a point guard for that team, playing extremely well. Uh, I feel like everyone's accepting their role. Offensively, I feel like they will not struggle to score whatsoever. No uh, the only problem that I think they could potentially run into is defensively. Uh, but truthfully, I mean, we're talking about a team that's pretty much guaranteed at least Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, I don't see the defense being a problem at least until the Eastern Conference Finals or until the finals, to be completely honest with you. Uh, number two team I have in the East would be uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm -hmm. I feel like Joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber season. Nope. Um, I feel like this is finally one of the years where he's putting it all together. And a uh, little bit disappointed in, in Ben Simmons not taking maybe an aggressive next step. Not to say he's playing bad, but I kind of expected maybe a larger step this year. But uh, like I said, with Embiid over there, with uh, Tobias Harris, with Ben Simmons, with uh, Danny Green, with uh, Seth Curry, I feel like there's some shooters around them. So I feel like they have an opportunity to make a push. Let's not forget a couple years ago, they were uh, Kawhi Leonard bucket away from going to the uh, finals. Different so. team with that as well, though. Different team. No, yeah, three I, stars. I would, I, yeah, I would definitely agree. But, I mean, still the core of Joel Embiid and, uh, and uh, Ben Simmons. Simmons there. So yeah. I got them coming at two in the East. Uh, number three in the East, I have uh, the Boston Celtics. Really? Uh, I feel like Boston's uh, – Maybe some people wouldn't put them that high yet, but I feel like they've uh, came through a lot of injuries this season. Kimball was down for a while. They've been thin all season. They got Marcus Smart right now. I feel like they're uh, down right now. I feel like that's been a team that's still been able to maintain a float with the injuries. And I feel like if you can get everybody back from injury and playing at an extremely high level with, uh, with the talent that they have, I mean, you have some great, great young pieces in Tatum and Brown. And then Kimball Walker, you know, obviously a seasoned vet, but still a great piece over there. See, and then uh, let me let me ask you something about that, because you have uh, you have the Celtics up pretty high there uh, at third in the East. You have faith in Kimball Walker, because honestly, like I think I think that they know what they're going to get um, out of Brown and Tatum every night. You know, big games. They know what they're going to get. But it's Walker who's really going to decide if that team moves forward or not? Uh, I would tend to agree somewhat, uh, but I feel like Kimball has shown that he can perform on, on larger stages. I mean, even dating back to his college days and even certain spaces in the NBA where he's had to carry teams. I feel like maybe we're uh, forgetting about Kimball Walker a little, a little bit because he has been a little injured and banged up these last season and a half. Uh, but I feel like with the Eastern Conference, uh, with them being in third spot, I feel like they can uh, they can live up to that third spot. Um, like I say, third spot, I mean, that doesn't even put them as an Eastern Conference finals team. So, I mean, yeah, I think they can definitely win a round in the playoffs. It gets you, there, and, uh, it gets you in that mix. It can. It. it can. I'm not going to say they can't make it yeah. as well. Like I say, once you get everyone playing, uh, playing together and everyone healthy, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Tristan Thompson or Theus, but you do have <laughs> two serviceable bigs. And uh, – 
You know, I believe Tatum can be a superstar. Brown can be a superstar. I mean, you're talking about two guys that are both averaging 25 points a game. Mm -hmm. There's not many teams that can bolster two players averaging 25 Mm -hmm. points a game. So, I mean, playoff come playoff time, rotations get shorter. Like I say, you'll have Kimba, you'll have Marcus Smart, I think, playing a huge role. I almost personally feel like they may go more so uh, as – Marcus Smart goes than as Kimba Walker goes, to be completely honest with you. Not to say they won't need Kimba, but I feel like the difference maker can be Marcus Smart. Mm. Uh, But moving to number four uh, in the Eastern Conference, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, The thing I'm worried about Milwaukee is, uh, you know, they always look good in the regular season. But uh, when it comes down to the playoffs, do they have enough pieces that can compete at a high enough level? I like Middleton. I don't love him. Uh, I feel like uh, the point guard over there, uh, can't even think of his name right now. Uh, Drew? Drew. Yeah, I feel like Drew is uh, not playing up to the caliber. Well, he's been of hurt a lot, but Drew is – and, and, and I'll give you that. I will give you that. I just feel like overall, once you look outside of like uh, – once you look outside of like the top of that roster and really outside of like Giannis, no one else really scares me. Again, I like uh I like the two guard uh over I there. Love I, 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 I love Middleton. I don't love him. I like Middleton. I don't love him. Um Buckets. And I just feel like overall, you know, uh they have to prove it to me, honestly. That's just where I met with them. Um, I, you know, I could be wrong. I, I'm willing to admit they can prove me wrong. Anytime you have a player like Giannis. Uh, you know, you're capable of doing, you know, you know, the sky is the limit. My only thing with Giannis is I feel like during the playoffs, teams tend to focus in on him a lot more. They tend to shrink it's the floor a lot to. more and it's they tend to make to. him try to shoot the ball. And there's nothing that mm-hmm. I've seen this season that would suggest to me that he's going to be shooting the ball at a substantially higher clip than in the past. And I don't feel like uh, the talent around him is substantially better than the past. So with that being said, you know, uh, I can't I think put he has the too high up on more my confidence list. now, though. I think he's getting more confidence. In sh- that don't mean it's yeah, confidence in, but... <laughs> and uh, shooting percentage aren't always the actually, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just wrapping up my Eastern Conference standings, though, um, I was actually torn because I like how the Knicks are playing this year, and uh, I feel like maybe uh, with the Knicks potentially trying to add another piece or two before the deadline, maybe they could potentially make some noise. But uh, after much deliberation, I had to go with the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys that were there last year. Uh, my problem with the Heat and why I don't have the Heat higher, uh, I understand that Jimmy Butler and a few other players were dealing with injuries. Uh-huh. And that's honestly not the hiccup for me. The hiccup for me right now is I feel like Miami is struggling to figure out their rotations and their identity. And so that's why I couldn't put them higher. And that's why they were on the fringe for me. Uh, I feel like uh, – Tyler Hero was like your star player at one point in time when Jimmy Butler went down. And then next thing you know, he's the sixth man of the team. So it's like you have to determine, you know, you have to determine, is he going to be your starter? Is he going to be your sixth man? Where does he fit in the future? And so, like I say, I just feel like they have somewhat of an identity issue right now. What are you going to do with Kendrick Nunn? Is he going to be your point guard? Is he going to be your backup point guard? Is Drogic going to fill that role? So I feel like they have some things to work through over there. I'm going to give them the respect of the top five because of what they were able to accomplish last year. And because, you know, with players like Jimmy Butler and Bam out of Bayou, I feel like, you know, you have an opportunity to potentially make a run. But uh, as of right now, like I say, I feel like that's a team with identity issues as well as uh, rotational issues. You know, the only reason I won't say they don't have identity issues is because it's pretty much the same exact team as last year. 
So when and that's can, what kind of worries me because I feel like with the same team as last year, you should have came in and kind of the rotation should have been set. Role same team. That guy. Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. You guys should have known where they stood, what role they felt into. And so, again, and even with the coaching staff, I feel like should have known more so like, you mm-hmm. know, if this guy's going to be our star, is this guy going to be a six man or is Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson the guy we're going with? Or, you know, like I say, I think that they have a few things to work out. Uh, but again, you know, a team that definitely could potentially make a run. I could see it for sure, especially as of how they've been playing lately. Uh, Jimmy yeah, came for sure. back and in the confidence, you could see it. Uh, for so sure, I, for sure. Pretty much same five, ironic, uh, but pretty much same five, just a little bit different order. Um, like I said, I'm just not high on Kimba, though. It's, I, I got my own. No, like, definitely understandable, definitely personal understandable. vendetta against him, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, we can swap it on over to the West now. Um, okay. I'll go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll let you start it off this time. Okay, looking at the Western Conference. The number one team in the Western Conference for me is going to be the Utah Jazz. Uh, they have the best record in the Western Conference. They're playing extremely good basketball. You have seven guys averaging over 10 points a game. Um, and I just feel like you have a, a star in Mitchell who can take over games at times when necessary. You have Gobar, Gobert excuse me, playing extremely great defense. So you have an anchor down there. Um, and I love their depth. I, actually, I absolutely love their depth. Uh, so as of I didn't know they the brought Ingles off the bench now. That's crazy. I didn't know that until like literally the other day. Yeah, you have actually Ingles and Clarkson both coming off the bench. I, mean, I feel like that's extremely great depth coming off the bench. Two guys that can come in and, you know, spark things and get it going for you. So overall, at this point in the season, I have Utah as my number one team. Uh, as far as power rankings, I don't oh, know if I see Utah being <laughs> my number one team as far as to win the championship. Uh but at this point in the season, what they've accomplished, the record that they've accomplished, they're on pace to have a number one seed and home court advantage. So uh, at this point in the season, I have to put Utah as my number one team. Uh, moving to number two in the Western Conference, I have the Phoenix Suns. Um, I wow. feel like the Phoenix Suns are playing extremely great basketball right now. Chris Paul has them playing at an extremely high level. Another team that's extremely deep. Um, it's the Chris Paul effect, man. Look everywhere he goes. Oh, I misquoted the facts, though. I'm sorry. I had uh, on the Jazz, I had five guys averaging 14 or more and six guys averaging 12 or more. And the Suns was my team with seven players averaging 10 or more. So I messed that up. But uh, so Phoenix Suns have uh, Chris Paul, you know, and uh, they have seven players averaging 10 points or more. So, you know, just extremely good depth with that team. Uh, They have great depth at the wing position. Uh, Hold on. Back up. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. What she was trying to do. Right now, 25. You need a bag. I got a bag. I was just showing up. Right now. 
cookie be looking so heavy sometimes. Yeah, they be looking yeah. at that bag like, <laughs> Yes, sir. So you see for real? You said he gonna take that bitch? He's been jumping like Vince Carter since he's been in high school. What's the odds on him? I couldn't even tell you. Like, so I'm gonna look right, right now, matter of fact. I know everybody gonna be going for Obi and he ain't gonna win it though, too. I'm trying to tell you, man. That motherfucker got Stanley been having Vince Carter like ducks. Like Shit, I might take your advice. Throw a little twomp on that bitch. <laughs> All right. Hello. Yep. Yeah, but just uh picking up though, uh so number two for me in the uh Western Conference is gonna be the Phoenix Suns. But that's what I was telling you though, Justice, not to get off subject, but like, shit, I be having shit like that. I got two more sales on their way right now. This just cash at me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's why I be wanting to record this shit, like, early, like, before my people even get up. When I but Pete, though. But Pete, though, man, they get, that's why we edit it. No, for sure. You feel me? We could cut this whole everything out, and that shit would literally pick right back up. It would sound like it never happened. For sure. So that's that's cool. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, you can go ahead and, okay. and finish going. So, so picking up uh, number two team for me in the uh, in the Western Conference is going to be the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you got Chris Paul, got those guys playing at an extremely high level, uh, all-star caliber level. I believe Devin Booker could potentially, not this season, but potentially in the future, be an MVP candidate. And I believe uh, DeAndre Ayton is being groomed to uh, be one of the better big men in the NBA. Um, I know you were kind of convinced, trying to convince me on that earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. I kind of didn't see it, um, but I've had an opportunity to watch a few more Suns games, and I just see the level at which he's playing with. And uh, with Chris Ball there teaching him and grooming him, I feel like he's got an excellent opportunity to take a huge leap and uh, be a premier big man in this league. Uh, you got um, excellent wing play over there. And uh, my main concern with that team is uh, at the backup point guard position. You have Cameron Payne over there. Uh, he's a little bit young, a little bit inconsistent. Uh, I feel like maybe that could be a place where they could be vulnerable if you get in the playoffs and Chris Paul gets into a, a situation where fouls become an issue. Um, you really don't have a secondary ball handler uh, to, to pick things up there. So that would be my major weakness for the Phoenix Suns. But um, I feel like, like I say, with Chris Paul, you have an all-star caliber player with Devin Booker you have a potential future MVP candidate and with Aiden you have a potential top five big man in the league uh, I feel like that's a nice core along with some young wings to uh, potentially make a run um, moving to number three is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers of course uh, I know the Lakers have looked terrible as of late uh, without Anthony Davis they don't have a hope and a prayer but uh, healthy, I believe that they're still one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Um, but if one of those go down, like let's say AD gets hurt in the second round, could you see them getting put out by, let's say they run into the Jazz? Without Anthony Davis, yes. I could see the Jazz putting them out. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. I feel like for the Lakers to be considered a top three team, they do need to be healthy, absolutely. LeBron mm -hmm. James alone or, or – uh, excuse me, or Anthony Davis alone. I mean, we've seen the Anthony Davis experiment alone in, in, in New Orleans for many years. I mean, mm -hmm. they fielded some decent teams, but that never really gets you very far. 
Yep. So uh, for, in order for the Lakers to be successful, I think it's a foregone conclusion that they have to have both those guys, which I'm expecting them to have both those guys. Uh, I feel like they're being a little bit cautious right now with Anthony Davis and giving him the additional time because Shorten obviously season. the playoffs are a foregone conclusion, shortened season. So uh, I feel like those guys will be ready to go. And, uh, you know, with a 24 and 13 record, you know, they're still one of the top teams in the Western Conference. I know the last week or week and a half or so has been terrible, as I stated before. But uh, we've seen what this team is capable of when they're flowing. I like Montrez Harrell. Dennis Schroeder is a decent, serviceable point guard. So, I mean, I think they have some talent. If Kuzma can consistently play at a, at a high level, I feel like he can be a decent six-man candidate. Um, but, again, it's just about the consistency, I feel like, with Kuzma. Uh, sometimes he's great. Sometimes uh, he's a missing persons report. Completely so if they can get some more out there some games. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So if we can get some consistency – excuse me, if they can get some consistency, then uh, I believe the Lakers are number three team. At number four, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, you have their two-headed monster – over there with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Honestly, I thought about putting them above the Lakers. I feel like at the current moment, they are playing better basketball. But uh, for me, it just came down to uh, Paul George has to prove it in the playoffs. That's just what it comes down to. Playoff P has to prove he's playoff P. Because uh, right now, he's regular season P. And uh, I've seen him look fantastic in the regular season multiple years and not put it all together when playoffs come around. He said he was injured last year. I am willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he was injured as well last year. But uh, even with OKC, I mean, I saw him in the playoffs and it, it seemed like he wasn't quite the same player as he was earlier in the season, uh, even with that team. So the for me, is, uh, I don't think I don't think he's faced this type of slander in recent years, though. I don't think it was ever. Oh, well, where's what are you going to do in the playoffs? I think it was always kind of, you know, OK, well, let's because he's had great years in the playoffs. Uh, Paul George early in a career dominating years. Um, he's he got I, all I feel like the... uh, I feel like he had some decent playoff series, but I feel like that was so early in his career. And uh, the NBA is such a what have you done for me lately league. And I feel like the last two to three seasons, he's kind of been a disappointment all around in the playoffs. So. Uh, like I say, for me at this point in his career, it, it's a prove it type thing for me. And don't get me wrong. I think he's a player that is capable of proving it. But uh, you have to do it on the floor. It's a make or miss league. You got to go make a couple shots. You got to go win a couple series. You got to go play big in certain moments. You know, even during this season when he's been without Kawhi, I've seen him kind of shrink in certain moments where he's kind of had an opportunity to prove that, you know, he can be the guy for his team. So. Again, I think he's a fantastic player. He'll kill it in player. the first half, and then second half comes, and it's just like, okay, this is too much, guys. Like, no, I don't for know sure, if I can sure. do this the whole game. I, I, I was good the first half. I could carry this then, but they're double teaming now. It's, you know what I mean? Like, No, for I, sure. I, so, I, I mean, I think if, if they're healthy, they have Kawhi and Paul George. I believe they're a team that can definitely put it together. Uh, definitely a team I wouldn't want to be playing in the playoffs, especially in the early round. Uh but as of right now, at this current point in the season, I have them at four. Uh, you know, they could definitely move up in my rankings. But for now, I have them at the four seed. And then rounding out my top five in the Eastern Conference is actually going to be the Portland Trailblazers for me. And uh, for me, the number five spot was a no-brainer, honestly. The Portland Trailblazers are the natural number that's five a, team in the a, Western a, Conference. They're playing. 
Uh, I mean, for me, like I said, they're naturally the number five team in the Western Conference. So to say it was a no-brainer, I don't think would be wrong at all. They are the fifth seed in the West. Uh, and they're the fifth seed, mind you, without CJ, without Yosef, Jokic, mm-hmm. or excuse me, without uh, – what's the Nurkic. center's name? Nurkic. Nurkic, excuse me, without mm-hmm. Nurkic, without uh, – I mean, those are two starters. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like you have Carmelo Anthony playing at a much higher level than I've seen him play the way in, in the last probably two to three seasons. Boring. And then on top of that, uh, I feel like Portland has the best team that they've had in probably the last three seasons or so uh, all around. You have some great guys on the wing in uh, – and uh, Robert Covington and uh, Dunk Champion Jones and Jones that uh, and nothing else. I feel like Covington can definitely shoot the ball at a high clip uh, as a kickout shooter, and I feel like they're both capable, if nothing else, at least at playing defense at a high level. Which is what and you uh, athletic guys uh, in the Western Conference when you're going to be playing teams that have players like a Paul George and a Kawhi, you need long athletic guys that can come in and play their role and play good defense and guys you can swap out. So I feel like they're extremely strong at the small forward position. Like I said, with Carmelo Anthony and then those two guys, you have a good combination of like guys that can defend, defend, excuse me. And then Carmelo who can score the ball for you uh, when necessary. Again, I feel like mm-hmm. they're going to be getting CJ back. That will make them a lot stronger. You're going to get, get you, uh, Yusuf back. That's going to make you a lot stronger. So uh, I feel like number five, uh, and then, of course, we didn't even mention uh, the killer, Dame Lillard. I mean, I feel like uh, I'm never going to sleep on Damian Lillard again myself. So, uh, I mean, I've seen what he can do to guys. I've seen the clutch moments he's had. And uh, I believe, truthfully, he's one of the most clutch players in the NBA at this current time. So, uh, I mean, if you, you're telling me that it's going to come down to a final shot or something, I wouldn't mind betting my money with them. Definitely a team I would not like to see early on in the playoffs, especially if they're healthy. So yeah. that'll wrap out my top five. Um, you can let me know what you think of mm-hmm. it, and then I'll kind of pass it over to you. You can of run course. down your top five. Of course. Um, it's crazy about the uh, about the Dane statement, the uh, last second shot. I just wanted to touch on that before you uh, take off. I actually just was uh, speaking to someone on that. It's It has to be – he has to be like a top two or three options now if you want to get a last second shot. Who do you take to win the game type of scenario? He has to be top three now, right? Now, I don't think he's ever been. Well, who would you put on that list as far as uh, the top three? I'm going to go Dame Lillard now. And and, uh, does, like, free throws and all of that matter? Like, if he can just get fouled or is it like a shot, like a winner? Um, I mean, who's going to go? Who's going to go make it happen for you? If you feel like there's a guy that can go get you two points, whether it's drawing the foul or whether it's making the shot or whether it's... As of right now, I'm going to have to go Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. I feel like that's a difficult uh, difficult list to argue. Yeah. But I, I just, uh, that was, you know, I, I, I had seen him hit another buzzer beater the other day. This was like his fourth or fifth one this year. And I was just like, man, he has to be up there now for like people who you would take for last second game winners. Um, I love the way they're playing this year. I just – I don't have them top five. I look – they're playing great, though, playing great. Um, yeah, I got interrupted for a second. But, uh, yeah, I, I just said that was the, the last thing I heard and the last thing that I said was that that's a difficult uh, – that would be a difficult list to argue against for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, so here, uh, in my yeah, opinion, I'm taking uh, in my opinion, I'm probably taking Kevin Durant, um, and then Damian Lillard, probably second, would probably might be my top two picks in that situation. So, you just have you have so Dame has now moved up to one or two last second. Uh, for me, he'd be number two. I would take Kevin Durant as my number one pick if I had to have a last second bucket. I just feel like with his shot making ability and then coupling that with the fact that he's seven feet tall, I mean, the shot's not going to get blocked at the end of the day. It's going to come down to, and he's going to be able to get a shot off. So at the end of the day, I feel like with Kevin Durant, it's just simply a matter of, is he going to make or miss it? And he's going to make a lot more than he's going to miss. How good is it uh, seeing him this year, man? Huh? How good is it to see him back out oh, there Oh, man, this year? it feels really good. And I'm glad to see him playing at the level that he's playing yeah. with. Uh, I know he's been out as of late. It seems like everything's fine. I kind of feel like it may just be more so precautionary. And so I'm hoping that that is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely been very good seeing him and, and, and especially seeing him at the level that he's playing at. Agreed. Well, yeah, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and, um, like I said, I'll, I'll get my top five in. I don't have Portland in there. And then I think the other four, I have the same, just not in that same order. Uh, okay, well, go ahead and run it down, and we'll uh, we'll take a look at it, who, who you subbed in, in in place of Portland. But I guess you can start definitely. at the top if you want, and uh, we'll go mm-hmm. from there. Yeah, and I think I'll go with the Jazz as well. Uh, I think that they they really feeling it right now, man. Uh, hate it or love it, the underdogs on top kind of vibes that they got right now because LeBron just straight disrespected them the other day. And, man, I hope that – I don't know if, like, that Dame or uh, Mitchell has to come out and win All-Star MVP or something has to happen for the Jazz to, like, start getting some type of respect. Or are they just the Hawks? That had, and then that's exactly, and it's funny that you said that because that's honestly what I was sitting over here thinking. And I was thinking, you know, you saw what happened with the Hawks, and uh, you know, they had what the four four guys, you know, but it never really parlayed into you know championship level success. Or could they be the Pistons though? Uh, could they be the 04 Pistons? That's an interesting argument, you know, that's an interesting argument. A lot of people try to say, well, this is just the Hawks. I mean, it was another team that had, you know, not really a, just a dominant all-star, just great team chemistry, four great players. A we, defensive a defensive, defensive anchor. Yeah, defensive-minded coach. Like, it was – that they got the same thing. So, I, no, I – That's an interesting I, argument. Yeah, I, I'll, keep, I'll keep the Jazz there right now, man. I like the way that they're playing. And, and I love Clarkson. That's my favorite guy right now, man. He's been coming this year. Sure. <laughs> Be quiet, buddy. Um, and here I'll go ahead and wait till you get done. What do you want? What's up? Go out there. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, go ahead. And then uh, to follow them out, obviously have the uh, Clippers a lot higher than you do. I'm gonna go ahead and take them right there. Oh, I love, I'm gonna take the Clippers second. I think that they're way better than the Lakers. I think that they improved and the Lakers didn't from last year's team. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the Clippers. And I th- like I said, I think PG's heard enough. I think he hear all the criticism, all the talk, all the Twitter jokes, all of that. And I'm expecting huge numbers from him in the playoff. We know what Kawhi gonna give us. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Kawhi has been the model of consistency. Yep. And then you come through, you add Ibaka. Morris has been playing better. 
get get Lou off if you need to get Lou off at the trade deadline. If you can get something valuable for him, well, thanks. what could you get more valuable than Lou? And that's honestly where I'm kind of worried about them, though, because I feel like Lou Williams hasn't been the Lou Williams of of old. If you could get a man, we just missed the three point contest. Steph Curry won. Not had him winning. That's wild. <laughs> uh, if you could get um. I would love to see them be able to get like Lonzo Ball or like a solid point guard. Don't you can't give up Lou for Kyle Lowry, somebody like I mean, Kyle I Lowry. don't think that that's a realistic trade, though. I don't think that they would trade. Not to say that they're in love with Lonzo Ball, but I'm not giving up Lonzo Ball for uh, Lou Williams for a 36, 37, well, 38. Be, no, it definitely can't be straight up. You add a. Uh, you got to give him somebody young. Terrence Mann, uh, you got to give him somebody that can come contribute to the team. So you have uh, one Utah, two Clippers. And then, of course, you got to give the Lakers their respect. That's the third best team. I mean, they could possibly easily go from three to one. Any at a flip of a, you know, three, four game stretch. We'll be saying the Lakers the best team if they win all four games by 15 to 20. Oh, like no, most moves. certainly. And, they, and with this list, again, this is my power rankings right now. I mean, they, are, they are subject to change. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I could see the Suns getting overtaken at the mm -hmm. number two spot. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like I say, at this current right point now. in the season, they're playing great basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, you have seven guys averaging over 10 points a game. Great mm -hmm. depth. Great, uh, you know, the Chris Paul effect like you spoke mm -hmm. to, you know, with uh, – you know, just multiple guys all getting theirs. And uh, mm -hmm. I just feel like they're playing great team basketball. You have an all-star caliber point guard. You have an MB cal MVP caliber shooting guard. You have a big man that, uh, like I say, could potentially be a top five big in the league here in the mm -hmm. next coming years. So, uh, you know, I can definitely see uh, definitely see the Clippers being there as well, though. So, understandable. Mm -hmm. Moving on to three, you had the Lakers, correct? Yep, and then I, I would like to follow up with uh, the Suns. I'll drop them at Now, I'm going to ask you kind of how you asked me, though, with the Lakers being at number three. Uh, do you feel like they can compete without uh, Anthony Davis or, uh, or without all. LeBron? No, Anthony Davis. They look exactly how they've been looking. And so where would you rank them? Because, uh, I mean, uh, if we're doing current power rankings and they look exactly how they've been looking, mm -hmm. they've been looking like shit. See, the thing is, they could still – I mean, 23 and 11, they were still, like, the, the second or, you know, like, second or third best record. So, it was kind of like, okay, I can still say that they're the top three team. For sure. Um, so, I'll, I'll just keep them there because you still have LeBron James, <laughs> no matter the fact. I mean, let's – you know, Anthony Davis, we give him – we obviously giving him his respect, but you still got LeBron. Okay. Um, Moving on to number four. And I'll, I'll give that to Phoenix, but I'm not, I'm not like, I, I could easily say uh, Portland with this. I'm not sold on everybody else outside of Booker and Paul. Booker's never been to the playoffs. Aiton's never been to the playoffs. Cam Johnson's never been to the playoffs. Campaign is, was a backup in the playoffs on the Thunder. Uh, Mikael Bridges has never been to the playoffs. Oh, no, a very, very inexperienced team. And that was actually one of the weaknesses that I wrote down was that mm -hmm. their youth is, mm -hmm. is literally experienced. That's what I wrote down. Weaknesses was experience. And yeah. so I can't argue that at all. I mean, definitely I would agree. Moving towards the playoffs, you know, they're going to be a team that, although they do have some talented players, they need guys that just need to get their ears wet. Exactly. And so, um, I would agree. But, again, these rankings are right now. As of right now. 
And, uh, you know, I feel like as of right now, they are playing great basketball. So I did give them the edge there. Yeah. Uh, and so just to round out your top five, who'd you have at number five? The Spurs got LaMarcus Aldridge back um, like two, three games before the All-Star break ended. I'm going to take the Spurs, man. I love Kildon Johnson. I love DeMar Rosen. That's who should have got uh, Devin Booker's injury spot in the All-Star game this year. DeMar DeRozan is putting up great numbers, shooting great from the field goal percentage. I love the Spurs right now. I, I love mean, Devontae as a team, Murray. though, I, honestly, I can't agree with that, though. It was as 17 and 13 when I took this. Okay, that's, as a team, their record is not great. And, that's two uh, games I mean, behind the Suns. To me, he hasn't done anything spectacular, and he's missed games. DeMar DeRozan. This year? He's missed probably yeah. about five, if that. But averaging great numbers. And like I said, they're 17 and 13. Clippers have lost 11 games. Lakers have lost 11 games. Suns have lost 11 games. But those teams have also won 20-something games. They've won 17. You're talking about a team that's won 17 games. Just missed because of the corona. No biggie. I mean, we we will see how it pans out. You know? But I love love the way they play. If both teams were healthy, you would prefer to take the Spurs over Over Portland. Over Portland. Really? That's interesting. I I cannot agree with that statement at all. McCullum. So what does McCullum just come back and continue having a great start that he was after missing three months? I mean, McCullum. McCullum was averaging damn near twenty seven points a game. Oh, I, I just said great comes, start. If if he comes back and gives me nineteen, I'm happy with it. I mean, again, I have a team that's naturally the fifth best team in the Eastern Conference without arguably their be- their second their second and third best player. CJ, I mean, I don't even think it's an argument. CJ oh. is their second best player. Mm-hmm. And third best, I mean, in my opinion, would be Yusuf. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're you're in the fifth seed without your, two of your three best players right now. Let me uh, ask you something. I mean, Other than uh, oh. Cummington and Jones, this is the same team last year. Why didn't they do nothing? You didn't shake nothing in with, with McCullum healthy and Nurkic healthy because they got him back. I mean, I feel like with that, so with last year, they got Nurkic back so late in the season that I know Nurkic wasn't physically in shape and just wasn't wasn't ready to contribute at the level that he needed to contribute at. And then um, I, I understand. Also, as I stated before, I feel like Carmelo's playing at a better level than he's of played course. in several years. Then last and year, then on of top course. of that, um, like I say, I just feel like when I when I was seeing CJ earlier in the season, and even the coach spoke to it, you know that they were that there was a goal of theirs to make CJ an All Star this year, and I just saw CJ playing at a better level. I feel like Dame's got another year under his belt. CJ's got another year under his belt. He's playing better. Carmelo's playing better. Not to say Covington or uh, Jones are the are the greatest small forwards in the league by any stretch of the imagination, but. That three gives you two D. bodies. Three and D. That gives That's you, what you need. No, for sure. That gives you two bodies. And like I say, from top to bottom, I just feel like this is the strongest roster that they've been able to put together in at least three Saint seasons. Audrey. No, for <laughs> sure. No. So with that being said, I feel like uh, Portland isn't, you know, just the same team. Like, oh, they got Nurkic back again. So, you know, it's like, yeah, some things are the same, but some things are different. And uh, I also feel like they'll both, they should be getting both of those guys back with like at least a month and a half to two months to go in the season. So uh, it won't be like a situation where they're coming back as the playoffs are starting or as the bubble is starting and you got to, you know, get chemistry and get back in shape and, you know, immediately. So, and another guy that we have not spoke about who I feel like is playing at an incredible level right now. I'm sorry. Gary Trent. 
Yeah, absolutely. Gary Trent Jr. So, I mean, they're they're definitely a much, much stronger team. But go than get they, better. They... Go get better. Huh? Trading. Trading. Go get better. Who? Who are you going to go get? Go get, go get, uh, go get Collins. Go get Collins. Mm. Get better. I don't know if Kyle, does Collins make you better than Nurkic when he's healthy? You run them both. Run Collins at the four. The high pick and roll game know. with him and Dane. That should run. That I don't should know. I feel run. like that might shrink the floor a little too much. It could. It could. Or you could let Nurkic be able to work his way back in slow with that signing. How many years do Collins got left? Maybe one or two years on the deal. Make a good playoff run. You, you know. I mean, Trent don't want a bag for sure. I feel like again, I feel like they're fielding the best team. I wouldn't be against them making a trade that makes them better, but I do feel like they're fielding the best team that they fielded in several years. So I feel like, uh, you know, I'd be comfortable seeing them go into the playoffs with the roster that they have, and I feel like they can compete. You know, again, I'm not saying necessarily that they're an NBA championship caliber, but just back to our discussion oh, about uh, runs, them in San Antonio. You know, I just I personally feel like it's all uh, about runs. Who, who I definitely couldn't uh, get hot. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if we're looking at point guards, I like Murray a lot, but I'm taking uh, Dame in every every day of the week. I like uh, Demar. <laughs> I like Demar Derozan a lot, but truthfully, I mean, I- I'm taking CJ. No, that's just me personally. A uh, small forward position, you have the uh, young guy Keldon Johnson, who I feel like is developing at a great rate, having a great season this year. Not to take anything away from that guy, but if you're telling me you're going to give me him or you're going to give me the combination of Covington, Carmelo, and Johnson, I'm going to take Covington, Carmelo, and Johnson because I'm going to have a lot more versatility. If I need buckets, I know I can get Carmelo hot here and there. And if I need defense or I need just guys to just go out there and take fouls for me, I know I can send Jones or Covington out there. And Covington shot the ball at a high level before for the Rockets. So, I mean, I believe that he's capable of hitting shots at a high level. I understand he's uh, struggled a little bit to start this season. And with going to a new team and trying to, you know, find your rhythm and find the chemistry and not overstep your boundaries, I feel like that can happen sometimes. And uh, But uh, overall, again, I'm going to go Portland. Uh, If we're talking about power forward position, I guess I'd give the edge to – are we San saying Antonio. Lamarcus? Are we saying Lamarcus is this power forward? Mm-hmm. So I guess I give the edge to Lamarcus Aldridge for sure in that situation. Uh, but then at the center position, I mean, we were talking about Pulte, yeah, or, or Yusuf. I'm taking Yusuf, and then again, now, now coming off the bench, I've got uh, Trent, I've got Carmelo, I've got. Uh, but you got Patty Mills. You got yeah, and I, I like Patty Mills got, a lot. You got Vessels, the rookie who's been playing great three D. I'm not overly impressed. Doesn't scare me. Oh no, he's a rookie. He's playing his role. Though. No, I mean I, I, I'm not saying he won't develop. I'm not taking anything away. You from know they man, But we're talking about this year playoff run this, this year. year. Yeah, he he's not gonna scare me in the playoffs next year. No, if no. I get somebody in foul trouble and they come off the bench, Vessel, I'm happy as hell. No disrespect <laughs> to the young man. No, without a doubt, I think. That's but uh, I feel like we've uh, done well uh, as far as talking about the top five from East Conference. Of Go course. ahead, and just very, very quickly. I guess we won't even. Uh, I think we've done enough description uh, for the team, so we'll just name uh, the top five teams. Your power Overall. rankings for the NBA. Yes, sir. So I'll let you go ahead. Yes, sir. I'll start with the bottom up this time. Uh, I'll start with my two-time MVP Bucks 
led by Giannis. I'm going to still keep Bron in that conversation at four. Uh, like I said, hated to love it. The underdogs on top. I'm going to keep the Jazz right there because this is as of right now. I think that they still playing top two to three team basketball. Uh, I still love the two-headed monster with Kawhi and PG, so I'm going to give my second place to the Clippers. And then, um, like I said at the beginning, man, I'm on that bandwagon with the Nets, especially with just adding Blake Griffin. So I'll take them as the overall favorite right now. Okay. And my list is going to be quite a bit different, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start off at number five. I guess I'll go the mm -hmm. same way as you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have the Lakers at my number five team. Uh, defending NBA champions, again, not playing great basketball right now, but it is the Lakers. If they are healthy, I expect them to be in the Western Conference Finals or the Finals. So number five is going to go to the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. Number four is going to go to the 76ers for me. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I feel like Joel Embiid is playing extremely great basketball right now, MVP-level basketball. Uh, I feel like you have great shooters around him now with Seth and Danny Green. And then, uh, you know, Ben Simmons with what he can provide, Tobias Harris with what he can provide. I feel like they have a lot of uh, not just depth, but like actual like like good depth. You know what I mean? Some teams might have like a bunch of six mans. I feel like they have a lot of like Robins to like three, you know, guys that could be the second or best player on, on teams. Um, and so I feel like, you know, that they would be my number four team. Uh, moving to number three, I would have the Phoenix Suns right now. And again, that just goes back to, uh, you know, the Chris Paul effect. You got seven guys averaging over 10 points. Um, you know, I'm just, I guess I'm high on the Suns right now, you can say. Uh, so they would be my number three team. Number two, I would have the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, to me, a team that's playing great basketball right now. Uh, they just added Blake Griffin. Uh, so that would be a great, uh, great additional piece for them. Uh, give them some more depth. Uh, I'm assuming maybe he'll come off the bench, or I guess maybe he'll start. I'm not sure. Uh, but when fully healthy, I mean, I feel like they're probably the best team in the NBA, honestly, right now. But uh, mm -hmm. as far as for the power rankings, you have Kevin Durant out right now. Um, so they're going to be my number two team. But, uh, again, fully healthy, I believe that they could potentially be the best team in the NBA right now. Mm -hmm. And then at number one for me, uh, I'm going to give respect to – the guys who have the best record in the NBA. Hated to love it. And that would be the Jazz. Uh, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> you got a team that's uh, only lost nine games on the season. Uh, you got a bunch of guys playing well, extremely great depth off the bench. Uh, my only hiccup with them, I love Gobert as far as a defensive anchor. Love Mitchell as far as a superstar. Uh, I just feel like in the playoffs, maybe you're going to need one more guy, like one more superstar type guy. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of pressure put on Mitchell and they're going to try to yeah. be taking the ball out of Mitchell's hands. And uh, I feel like if you had not to say Conley's a bad point guard, but if you had a guy that was maybe like a tier higher than Mike Conley, I feel like that would that would make that team a lot Conley more. Step it up. He could be potentially the, potentially know? he's had some great years with uh, Memphis. Uh, I know his transition to Utah was was very, very shaky, and it's, yeah. it's gotten better over time. But I I personally don't feel like I've seen the Mike Conley of the Memphis Grizzlies at all since he's been with Utah. So it would have to be something that I haven't seen yet uh, as far as this iteration of Conley. But, uh, I mean, but I suppose When the, when the, when the ring is within grasp like that, though, does it change? You know what I mean? 
uh, say they say pressure breaks pipes, so I don't know if it's gonna or or it can make a diamond. Yeah, so I was just gonna yeah. say it also makes a diamond. So I mean, it could go either way. So I mean, I feel like we did a great job uh, giving some in-depth analysis as far as the top five teams in the NBA, no, no, no. both Western and Eastern, and overall. Uh, I think it'd be a good time to move to the next segment of the show, which would be uh, missing persons, or what? What are we calling it now? Um, actually, how about we started to be uh, the MSP report with the uh, most surprising player and the most surprising rookie, as well as most okay. the disappointing player and rookie, obviously. Um, so what we can go ahead and start with is uh, we'll get going with that most surprising rookie. Um, I'll actually kick it off with that uh, because I, I really want to get going with my with one of my favorite guys who I, I'll be honest, I didn't know much about um, coming into the season. Uh, Emmanuel quickly for the New York Knicks uh, drafted 25th and, and it was, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I looked up, uh, I got Kentucky University of Kentucky, which I would have thought, you know, I would have obviously at least knew who he was. Yeah, um, I honestly was not too familiar with him uh, coming into the season either, but uh, I've been impressed with his performance so far as well. Yeah, I mean, hard not to be coming in uh, 12.6 points per game. Uh, two and a half boards, two and a half assists on uh, 40%. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really too much. Not How can you not like that? Uh, no, only, sure. only getting 19 minutes a game, by the way. He's not even playing a half, you know, and he's playing amazing. Uh, so, like I said, becoming one of my favorite players as of right now, man, I, I don't know. I'm, you actually said something about the Knicks with, I believe you said they were one of the top five teams for you, or you, you were. Yeah, I mean, right? I, I, I flirted with the idea of putting him, them in the them. top okay. five. Okay. Uh, so, how many you, so you've had to have, you've had to see some Nick games this year then? Yeah, I've seen a few. It plays great, right? Just slash. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Court. I love the Quigley. I love the Quigley kid. I feel like when he's had his opportunities, he's uh, played very well. Yeah. I feel like they have a rotation where they're trying to figure out, are they trying to win now or are they trying to build these young guys? They brought D. Rose in, so that's obviously going to cut into, I feel like, some of Quigley's time. But, uh, yeah, I've been impressed with the young man. And at the 25th overall pick, I mean, I, I didn't expect him to come out averaging mm -hmm. 12 points. Uh, when he's had an opportunity, I feel like he's played very well. Uh, again, I feel like the only thing that can really hold him back right now is, is he going to have the opportunity or not? Because I feel like they're the Knicks are kind of in that. Are we trying to win now? We got Derrick Rose. Yeah. We got Julius Randle. What are we trying to do? Or are we trying to build these young guys with Obi and Quigley and – well, so, I think uh, it's great that they grab D Rose because you can still learn from him. You know, D Rose. Oh no, no, I think it can definitely be beneficial for him in the longer term, no doubt about yeah. it. But I, as far as in the short term, it's definitely going to affect his minutes. And uh, there, I feel, I personally feel there's no better teacher than you know actually mm -hmm. being on court and making mistakes and right. doing things right and figuring it out. But uh, yeah, Rose can definitely be beneficial for him for sure. Definitely. So uh, I love him playing behind Rose, man, getting, uh, you know, the on and off court mentor with that. Um, Cause he just, he, when you, when he's on the floor, it's like, no matter what, he's out there to get a bucket. He may not be out there to play defense. He ain't out there to pass the ball. He's out there to score some points. Um, so I love to see him out there, man. The floater down the middle is, I I'm telling you, it's unstoppable, man. Next time you watch him play, look for that. It's, it, you'll see him hit it at least three times a game. Um, so that'll, that'll be my most surprising rookie. Like I said, didn't know nothing about him. And I want to end that on saying, uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm a huge Michigan Pistons, whatever, anything from Michigan. 
I just really wish we could have grabbed quickly instead of killing it. Hayes. I think that would have changed things a lot for us uh, right now, at least in the direction we headed. So uh, quickly instead of Hayes would have been great for us, man. But I'm going to go with quickly for my most surprising rookie. Okay, I can't. Uh, I can't too much argue with that. I was. I'm definitely still trying to give the kid Killian uh, uh, an opportunity, but uh, he he's gonna definitely make my list as well, uh, and not on the good list. Um, for my most surprising rookie, though, uh, actually my my slate today is extremely Pistons dominant. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, went a little bit Homer Homer with this, but uh, as far as like my home team, but uh. I feel like all the guys that I picked, they fit the descriptions of, of, of what we're looking for. So uh, just to just to uh, talk about I, I, the guys that I thought about uh, taking as far as uh, most surprising rookie, uh, Tyrese Maxey uh, was a guy I thought about. Uh, picked 21 uh, in the draft, averaging about eight points a game. Uh, he's played extremely good basketball again when he's had the opportunity. Uh, that's a team that's got a lot of guys. And uh, so I feel like it's going to be difficult for him in his rookie season to kind of get on the floor. But uh, impressed with him. So honorable mention for him. And a great coach. And then I also flirted with the idea of taking Halliburton. Uh, but with him being a top 15 pick, I kind of felt like. The number 19 overall pick, Sadiq Bay. Uh, Detroit Piston, uh, averaging about 9.9 .9 points a game, about 3.9 rebounds a game, and uh, shooting a three-pointer at about a 40% clip. He shot the ball extremely well. Uh, I feel like he's uh, stepped into a role uh, very well over there. Uh, to start the season, he wasn't getting a ton of minutes. So but he's uh, at nine points? I can't hear you, bro. I can't hear you. Yeah, no, I had to take that call. Okay. But uh, so my most surprising rookie is going to be Sadiq Bay. Okay. So uh, I, one thing I do want to ask, uh, you said he averages nine as of now, right? 9.9 .9 points a game, correct. So 10, so 10, okay. Just, just shy of 10 points a game, yeah. We'll, we'll give him 10. 9.9 .9 is 10. Uh, what, did you, what did you expect from him? Uh, at number 19, I didn't really know what to expect, honestly. I expected him to come in and shoot the ball well, so I expected him to just be a spot-up shooter. From the games that I've seen, he can handle the ball a little bit. Uh, he can use the 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 threat of the outside shot to put it on the floor somewhat and get to the hole. So uh, that was impressive to me. Again, shooting 40% from the three-point line is is impressive to me. And then uh, 19th overall pick, and you're getting 10 points out of them. I, I feel like that was uh, decently impressive. Again, you know, there were other guys I considered, like Maxie uh, averaging eight a game, and then Halliburton averaging like close to 13. But, uh, again, you know, I felt like I was maybe more impressed with the 10 from Bay and uh, Halliburton. Maybe some expectations should have been there, being that he was the uh, a top 15 pick. And even with so Halliburton, can, uh, I know I said this about, uh, about um, quickly, but even with Halliburton, that was still another pick that the uh, Pistons should have taken, by the way. 
Yeah, you were really high on him uh, on draft day. I do remember that. Uh, yeah. Moving forward to uh, your most disappointing rookie, I guess I'll kick it off because we kind of flirted it out there already. Mm -hmm. uh, my most disappointing rookie is going to be, again, another Pistons. Like I said, guys, I kind of went uh, home heavy, but I felt like all these guys did fit the descriptions very well. Take him his back. So, yeah, I went with uh, Killian Hayes, the number uh, seven overall pick for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I feel like earlier in the season, he was getting a lot of minutes, uh, getting an opportunity for sure. I mean, they did have Derrick Rose there, but he was definitely getting the ample opportunity. To play. He was starting. And uh, I think yeah. he really struggled to find his own offense. And uh, because of that, I feel like it hurt his game on, uh, on both ends of the floor and even passing the ball. Hurt his confidence. were somewhat high and I'm still reserving you know a little bit of hope for the young man but uh currently averaging 4.6 points a game and 3.6 assists a game uh that's just not going to cut it for a top seven pick especially guy that's been getting minutes uh, yeah. I'm hoping that once he comes back from injury he'll have an opportunity to uh you know uh step it up and uh you know maybe maybe prove some of the doubters wrong and uh turn the season around but uh we will see so thus far in the season it will be Killian Hayes for me and, and, and that's one that uh, it's really hard to go against because, like you said, when you drafted number seven. I can't really hear you no more. Uh, what about now? Like, I can, but it's quiet. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, I can't disagree with you on that, man. Um, Killian Hayes, like you said, drafted number seven. You got to give us something. Uh, even if it would have just been solid defense, you know, that would have been good enough. Um, but he was he just didn't he doesn't have it and and I hate it because it's going to kill his confidence coming back and then it's going to just be like how do you bounce back from that uh, but best of hopes to him man I hope he does turn it around but I'm gonna go ahead and give my most disappointing rookie I'm gonna still keep it within that top 10 because I feel like okay 